It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Check it out. What is going on, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the Ruler of the Court podcast. I am your host, Jason Jones, uh, NBA news and culture writer at The Athletic. Longtime former you know, Kings beat writer. Still keeping tabs on things for everyone. Just so now that on this here podcast, I can jump on and give you an essence and... A perspective of someone who knows the organization pretty well, been around, seen a lot, heard a lot. You know how that goes. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let me just kind of, you know, if you at this point, you've heard what Tristan Thompson had to say after Wednesday night's loss at Minnesota that sent them home one and three on their four game road trip. And I would like to start by saying, Tristan, welcome to Sacramento. Everything Tristan Thompson said was spot on about players shouldn't need a coach to inspire them. Talking about the way this road trip went, all those things were spot on. But like I said, welcome to Sacramento where this shit happens, what, every year? I could, and no matter how many times the players change, the coaches change, eventually the Kings will bring in a veteran. And he'll think, hey, I'm going to be here to be a leader, help these young guys learn. And we've had various groups of young guys, you know. After 15 years of no playoffs, you, the young guy groups have been a lot of different people. So <laughs> you um, you kind of get around and you get in within the organization and you go, wow. How should I put this? The vets at this point, because I'd, be, I'd been the beat writer for, been around for a while. So they'd figured I'd been around for a while and. Get kind of start chit chatting, and like I said, I could run down dozens of vets who have had a version of this conversation with. And essentially, they'll eventually ask me, "What the fuck is wrong here? Like, why is it like this? Like, we don't get it. Like, this is like not in like this is unlike other places I've been in the league." And we'll talk about well whether it's uh maybe too much being put on a young guy or not enough expectations being put on a player or the kind of worrisome mentality of what will ownership do if things go haywire? You know, will there be a sudden change? I mean, I know you don't want to hear this if you're a Kings fan, but the way Michael Malone was fired still has some people kind of shook. Not like at a, oh my God, like in the moment it happened. And I know it was a while ago, what, 
seven years ago. Oh, actually, I'm come up on the anniversary of it. It was seven years ago when that happened. <laughs> and and it, the way it happened to a guy like that who was so well-respected kind of always keeps people on edge and not on edge in a good way. In, in, in sports, you're going to be on edge in the sense that, you know, hey, it's a pressure-packed business. But this is, an, this is an, um, a being on edge of the unknown. So with all that being said, you know, the guys you'll talk to, they'll be like, man, like, why is it like this? They go on and on and on. Like, there's like a, why is the mindset here so bad? And when Tristan broke down the road trip or what should have been the road trip in, the, in his mind, all I could do was laugh because he talked about it should have been a 4-0 and trip or a 3-1 trip where he talked about how San Antonio has about eight guys who play the same position. You know, they're not. Are they really trying to win? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Kings lose there. Kings get get blown out. They get the brakes beat off of them in that game. Then he goes OKC, a team not trying to win. It's no secret to everyone in the league. OKC is not trying to win. Uh, then you play Detroit, who of course is not trying to win. And you went in Detroit, but then you go, as you put, you go to Minnesota. They got some names, but they're they're trying to still figure it out. So in his mind, three and one, four and zero. Oh. Kings go one and three. They've lost five of their last six. And here's why the whole the the whole like the whole predicting of what should have happened. For years, the Kings have had this. Well, we should beat these teams, and that's been a big problem with the locker room. In this sense, you've got guys who haven't won anything, who haven't accomplished anything, going into games assuming they should beat someone. Like, and this goes back to my time with DeMarcus Cousins, Tyreek Evans. This goes back over 10 years. And guys, you know, and this goes back to me also, the type of players you're bringing in. There'll be this attitude of, we should win this game, instead of failing to understand that Players look at the Kings as the team where they say, you know what? We can get this one. Hell, we might get beat by everybody, but Sacramento's in town. That's a winnable game for us. That's, but it, it seems as if this this group over the last few years has been unable to grasp that. To grasp the idea that you're the slump. You can't go into a game thinking, you're the slump that no this is our slump buster no you're the slump buster you're that you you're the slump buster what do you i don't where is the disconnect what's going on and when tristan broke that down all i could do was laugh i just think about all the vets the kings have had even going back to last season hassan whiteside talking about how do you not know that nurk likes to do his dribble dribble go you know how do you not know his basic moves you know, how do you not know this particular guard likes to go left? You know, we've seen that. We've seen players who are on this team still watch D'Angelo Russell go whatever direction he wants to go. Like, oh, is he left-handed? Will he try to go left? Mm, I don't know. Wow, he's going left again. And look confused. We've seen this over and over and over and over. And... At this, and this is just funny because, well, maybe it's not funny, but, well, it kind of is. 
this is a this is an organization talking about it's all about the playoffs. Yet you continue to do the same things over and over again. You continue to bring this, you know, you you brought basically the same team back from last year with some, you know, so I expect they would be better. But how much better? Mm, not playoff. You know, I think they can hang around. If they play at their best to be around the top ten, but. The talent on this team is not such, but they can coast into any game. And I think Tristan also said, well, actually, no, he said, you know, this team doesn't have a Luka. Well, I know that probably burns some people. He wasn't trying to burn you, but, you know, hey, you don't have a Luka. You don't have a heart. You don't have a guy like that. You got to play team ball and try to win. And whatever reason, this group can't grasp that on a with any level of consistency, you know, you see it for a week, you'll see it with a two and one start to the season or, you know, you're like over five and four, you know, whatever you see it for a week and a half. And then it goes right back to, Oh, we should win that game. And then you, and then it sounds great until you don't win that game. And the Kings have a bunch of games just like that every year, which brings me to a couple of other points. I'm going to mention first talking about, you know, Tristan you know, saying, we don't have a star. You know, we got to play team ball. That's problem number one with Sacramento. Sacramento thinks it has a star in De'Aaron Fox. It thinks it's got a, or a star in the making, should I say. And he's shown flashes of being a star. But the question then becomes, is he really that dude? Is he going to be that number one guy that you need? What do you think? I can tell you for a fact, a lot of folks around the league don't believe he's going to be that guy. Remember, I talk to people. This is just not me sitting around playing 2K and going, hmm, his his 2K rating isn't progressing. You know, it's been a question within and within the organization and also outside of the organization. It's a reason why there were some who thought that the Kings should have traded De'Aaron after his rookie year. Like, he's got talent, but is he going to be that dude? And in that case, you would have traded him and, of course, drafted Luka. So that's a moot point because, you know, obviously that didn't happen. But you shouldn't – I'll never understand this about teams. You shouldn't give a guy a max contract and then have to wonder about, do we have a number one guy? That shouldn't be the case. And – Throughout this season, to start this season, De'Aaron just has not been consistently the guy they'd hoped. I know it's only been 15 games, you know, but his shot making is down. You know, he's making 7.6 shots a game. That's his after making 9.1 per game to start last season, or over the course of last season, shooting. He's uh, I'm not gonna. I don't know if he'll continue shooting this way the whole year, but he's on right now through 15 games. He's on pace to shoot his worst percentage since his rookie year, aka the season where everybody said he can't shoot. His three point percentage is well below his career numbers. He's at 24.3 percent. You know, and then you go through, you know, he's only shooting 47.8% from two. Free throws actually are only thing that are kind of on poor. He's at 71.4% for the season, 718 for his career. His assists are down. 
He's uh he's on right now he's on pace for his lowest since his rookie year. Steals are about the same block, you know, turnovers are, are slight are pretty much on course, but he's averaging twenty point three points, which would be his lowest since his second season. And that's not gonna be good enough to get this team where it wants to be. I said De'Aaron knows that. I have no doubt that De'Aaron knows that, but what's gonna happen you know, that what's gonna happen to fix that? Because you shouldn't, you, you've already essentially, you, you, you've said he's going to be a star, or you believe he's going to be a star, because I don't think you give a guy a max deal who you don't believe is going to be a star. If you do, you're crazy. You don't tie up that much money into one player who you think is going to be all right. No, who does that? Bad teams. You, you give a guy $25, $30 million a year to be, uh, he'll be good, you know, half of the season. And I know I've said this more than once. To, to me, to be an all-star in an 82-game season, you got to be a star at least 60 of those games. You got to be, you know, 20, whatever that means for you. They got to know going in, we're going to get 25, blah, blah, you know, from the star. And then, us, then you're going to have your bad ones, but at least 10, I'd say even in that mix of 60, maybe more, at least 15, 10 to 15, you got to be special. And... De'Aaron's best scoring game this year was 37 points in the game they got their ass kicked against the Spurs. So, you're, you you start treading into that category of is a guy a star or is he a numbers guy? And when I say a numbers guy, I don't mean selfish like De'Aaron's being selfish. What I mean is that he just put up numbers. You know, he, he can he can he can produce, but where's the impact? And that's what makes the the De'Aaron thing so tricky. It's because we've seen him produce and have impact, but what the Kings need from him is to be that dynamic. I'm not even gonna say All Star player because he's not an All Star. And I think he, he, what you've got to stop doing is putting this. He's gonna be our All Star. You just need him to be your best player right now. And there's been too many games where he hasn't even been the best player. Stop with this whole, is he an all-star? Like, even last season, this whole, he was snubbed. No, he wasn't. He was not snubbed last year. Get, stop. We got You got to deal in reality with this. And for this team to be good, I wouldn't say good. For this team to get near 500 for the season, De'Aaron's got to be, you know, what he was last season for when, he, when they played his best. He got to be 25-plus points. Eight to ten assists, and you need something from him on the defensive end. And right now, this is a time where if De'Aaron's going to be a star, this is where you prove you're a star. This is where you go in and you get your team back on track. Whereas the best player on the team, you do it because part to me this is the second time where I believe De'Aaron should feel disrespected the second time the first time he should have felt disrespected or I, if I were him I would have felt disrespected I caught up I know I'm not De'Aaron I know I ain't know I ain't an NBA point guard I'm jumping on me about that but my first level of disrespect would have been the first game the game against the Warriors to start the season early in the season everyone's talking about we can't wait to see Davion Mitchell guard no go against Steph Curry hold up hold up Davion comes off the bench last time I checked no nothing has changed your starting point guard is De'Aaron Fox and they're not even talking about you going against (laughs) Steph they're talking about the rookie coming off the bench I'd have felt hella disrespected 
just disrespect. Like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to show y'all what I'm going to do. And then, I guess, and then that's it. And I don't, I don't believe Tristan was in any way taking a shot at De'Aaron with this comment. I don't believe that at all. But it's a fact. Even he says, we don't have a star like that. Me, if I'm De'Aaron, I'm saying, hold up. I am that star. And guess what? I'm not going to take it personally. I'm going to go out there and be that star. Will he do that? That is the main question. That, that is the question. Will he go out there and be that star or will things kind of be the status quo and we'll go back and the Kings will replace a coach again and, you know, they'll bring, what's going to happen? So right now, I'm not going to say the season's on the brink. It's way too early to go into all that. But this is the time where De'Aaron Fox has to show and prove that he's the dude that so many Kings fans believe he is because right now there's some of them who don't even know if he, they don't even believe he cares, which is probably unfair in the sense that you don't, you can't judge it necessarily just by a press conference. But I just know that kind of De'Aaron's demeanor of, you know, hey, I'm not tripping. I know I'm playing bad. I don't sit around and worry about it. You know, that type of thing can rub fans the wrong way, it's particularly the Kings fan base, which has seen so much. And, you know, for all his, all the criticism about DeMarcus back in the day, there was two things DeMarcus was. He was an all-star, and damn it, he cared. And it's it's time for, you know, the spotlight's on De'Aaron now. He's got to show, got to show that he can be that guy. Now's the time. You got, you know, you got your, you got your paper. You got paid. Now it's time to go out there and show it. So that we don't, you don't have a teammate saying we don't have a star, we don't have this, we don't have, you know, be that guy. You know, the West is tough. You got good guards everywhere. Either you're gonna be that dude or you not. It's the, I think it's time that De'Aaron shows everyone who believes in him why they believe in him so much. So. That's really all I had to, I mean, I had a lot to tell my chest about the, that situation. I didn't realize that, but yeah, it's just, you know, and what I want to move on to now is, hold on a second, I'm, I have a little snack, I'm sorry, this is kind of awkward, but I have, I'm holding a grape right now, and I was try, trying to figure out when to bite the, eat the grape, and I don't have a co-host, so it's kind of like, I got to figure out when to pause to eat my grape, so hold on one second, forgive me. Oh, that was good, you know. I digress, but <laughs> yes, I am crazy. But I'm going, I'm going to talk about one other thing, one of the highlights that Tristan brought up that really resonated with me. Because I've heard it so many times about the Kings from different players and over different times, you know, about is it Luke Walton's fault? Is it his job to inspire him, inspire the players? And I've said for years, no matter who the coach is, lose me with the he doesn't inspire me. It's not a movie. What did Tristan say? It's not Glory Road. Shit. No, this is not a movie. Well, if you need a coach to come in and inspire you, you have a bigger problem. I think Harrison Barnes made that point last season. People said, do they have a vocal leader? Do they have someone to yell? Guess what? Tim Duncan didn't yell, but he, he garnered respect. And... Do you need to have that, you know, you know, that respect amongst your peers on the locker room to hold each other accountable and call each other out on your bullshit? And 
But what did Tristan say? If he's got to have a coach inspire him, he'll just retire. And that's what, and I'm just sick of this notion that these guys need to be inspired by someone. In many ways, basketball is a very simple game. And if you're going to have Buddy go five or seventeen, you know, on you know, short of sitting him, which then doesn't give you your, you know, and that's the whole thing. No, just sit him. Just sit him in the air. Now you're not giving yourself your best chance to win. So, you need, in the NBA, you need your best players to play well. Look around the league. Teams that are struggling, like, hell, look at my team in LA, the Lakers. Their best players aren't doing enough. You look at a team that started the season relatively well, like a Washington or a Chicago, you know, their best players have shown up. So until the Kings' best players show up consistently, starting with De'Aaron, we'll be having the same conversation every week or two about, oh, man, what's wrong? And you can change coaches. It'll be the same conversation. This is an, this is a, this is an internal thing, an internal thing in the sense of the players have to do something. You can't, you know, if you got – if. Oh, God, if you need a coach to get you going, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. So, I think I've said enough about Tristan. Like I say, Tristan, welcome to the club. You're the latest guy to come around here and be like, what the fuck? Welcome to the club, Tristan. We've been waiting for you. And it's funny because back in, in Summer League, someone told me, they were like, the, the nose Tristan said, you know, if they keep him on the roster, he'll be good for that locker room. And based on what he said last night, he is good for him. I just don't know if it matters. Because until your best players are talking like that, I don't know if it matters. Until you have, you know, someone other than Harrison Barnes calling people out like that, I don't know if it matters. And essentially, it goes back to, you know, is it going to be De'Aaron to be that guy? So, I'm not being the bearer of bad news. I consider myself the bearer of reality when it comes to the Kings. And that's the reality of the situation. Or as Jody said in Baby Boy, that's some reality for your ass. Or if he says something like that, you know, hey. But before I move on, I've got a few special words from the folks at DraftKings. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Hmm, that sounds cool. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However, however they light the lamp, you win. And who doesn't like to win? I know I do. No, the Kings probably like to win too, but hey, I digress. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Isn't that exciting? DraftKings give, is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So here's the call to action, people. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game and win a hundred in free bets if either team scores a goal. This is week one. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code 
TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required and $1 razor required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, back to the show. And before I get out of here, folks, uh, here is uh, probably either your least or most favorite part of the show. This is where we get into the hip-hop. And I want to dive into uh, Kanye West, yay, or whatever he's calling himself. Uh, he, Of course, he had his, um, his sit-down with Drink Champs. I think it was a very... People have called it a lot. I think if, if you get a chance, check it out. It's very... It's a unique ride with Kanye. You know, he says some things. You go, hmm, I don't know. But it's definitely worth your time. But what I'm going to get into now is that, you know, we, if we remember what happened with Life of Pablo, Kanye will release an album and then come back and re-release it. You know, change things up. And he's what he's done. He's released a, an, an, uh, a deluxe edition of Donda. And when Donda came out, my first thing was, it's got some good features, but it's too damn long. But I must admit, Donda has grown on me. And it is, you know, I must I must admit, it's, it's grown on me. I've played it, you know, more and more. And it's, it's much better than I thought it was when I first heard it. Probably shouldn't listen to, a, to a, uh, also an album the first time on a plane as you're falling asleep. But I listened to it a few times, but before after that but i was kind of like man now you listen to it now i'm like good and, and what i want to touch on from the, the the deluxe edition is not so much kanye but the genius of andre 3000 uh life of the party his song with andre 3000 was added to this uh to the deluxe version and kanye redid his his verse where the initial ver- version had him dissing drake which of course, put Andre in the middle of a beef that he was not signing up to be a part of. <laughs> but what I want to do is now, you know, I've played this version of the song repeatedly, and I just kind of want to walk through as I call it the genius is Andre 3000. And looking at these lyrics, I'm not going to go through all of them, you know, but the, you know, this the story he's telling about missing his mother. And just kind of the the vulnerability and just the, I, I just I'm I just amazed and wonder how does Andre's brain work, you know? And I'm a, you, you know look at some of these lyrics here. He says, "If there's a heaven, you would think they let you speak to your son. Maybe she has in the form of a baby's laugh. I heard passing by in a stroller reminding me, hey, keep rolling. I don't know. Maybe she has with a prick of a blade of grass." I've been laying on way too long, got me itchy, got up and roamed a little more. I mean, this is not just music. This is like poetry. This is like next level poetry. I mean, you know, the that line about <laughs> the, a form, the form of a baby's laugh, the stroller talking about, hey, keep rolling. I mean, that is just amazing. I'm sorry. This is like this is like genius type stuff. And then when he tears this, this might be my favorite, uh, one of my favorite parts here. You know, he talks about, 
uh, his mom smoking, you know, and he would exaggerate the cough. <laughs> so she got the point, trying to get her to stop. I would leave and fire up a joint till I quit. Started back up 20 years later. I mean, he said, in all that time, y'all thought he was high. He wasn't even, that's what's crazy. Everybody, I ain't the only one that thought Andre was high the whole time, and he wasn't. He was just Andre. Genius stuff. Yeah, then he and and this spoke to me because I remember being a young dude going to church and doing things at church I shouldn't have been doing. And here's this line. Hey, Miss Donda, you see my mama whisper her this. The real reason I was to go to church must confess when y'all grown ups would be in Bible study, the girl helping with my homework, her and I would fuck. And so pure and perverted, so spirit spinning and dirty. So on, so on, and so on. We hope that no one hurt us. <laughs> to this day, I think her mama knew, but let us explore. I mean, if you, you know, a black dude, black kid in the church, and you hated getting drunk to church, that that whole part spoke to you. You might not have been fucking in church, but there was probably some girl there that kind of got you, lured you back in. Who got you made it made going there worth it. But, uh, I mean, uh, I'm not going to you know, walk you through the whole song. Those are just a couple of the highlights. Even the part about his, the mom, his mom giving him her last name and the shame that maybe his father had and all those things. Like I said, this is just a beautiful, beautiful, I mean, I, it's crazy. I don't mean to describe hip-hop as beautiful. This verse by Andre is beautiful. Song of the year. No, 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 no doubt in my mind. Song of the year. So, if you haven't. If you don't like Kanye and his red hat, I understand. But please do yourself a favor. Put this on. Put Life of the Party on repeat. You won't regret it. So, I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. Shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network. Shout out to DraftKings. Find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Find me on IG, uh, Mr. Jones LBC. Uh, hit, you know, hit me up. Holler at me. See what's good. I will catch all of you next week. You be safe out there. And uh, I almost said go Kings, but uh, y'all going to get mad if I say something like that. But (laughs) all good, y'all. Y'all take care. Enjoy the weekend. I will talk to you soon. I'm out.